Hello, I'm Hannah Jenna. And I'm Rachel Johnson, and welcome to Before and After, a body image podcast. We are here to discuss our ideas, perceptions, and beliefs about how we look and how we see others. We'll be looking at research and trends in the world of fitness and nutrition, as well as looking at our own biases related to body image and busting some persistent myths that abound in advertising and on social media. We hope to reach and captivate audiences of all ages and gender. So please help us out by subscribing and sharing. And if you like what you hear, we would very much appreciate you leaving us a review. Happy listening. What's up, everybody? This is episode four. I got it right. Or at least I think I did. And we've already identified that we cannot count. <laughs> Four episodes in and we've already lost track. <laughs> but we did just do a hilarious pretend voice warm up. You did uh, pitch perfect. That's what I was thinking yes. of. We were just sitting here so going, are you ready? La, 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 la. <laughs> and we're ready. And we're ready. So <laughs> here we are back again. Uh, thank you for tuning in again. If you're a repeat listener. Thank you. If you're a first-time listener, then heck, enjoy the show and then go back and listen to the first three um, so you understand what we're doing and what we've talked about so far. This week, again, another subject that I'm sure will have more episodes because they always do. Um, Fad diets. Fad diets. So I wanted to ask you, Rachel, have you ever been on a fad diet? I have. I am. I am. I have to admit that when, when I knew we were going to talk about this, I, I was. I was worried. I was like, "Oh, this is a time where it's going to be like true confessions time, where uh, we we talk through fad diets." Um, I I couldn't come up with too many. I mean, I've tried popular diets like some that we're going to talk about, but I think the funniest fad diet. I'll just start with this. I watched that movie Requiem for a Dream. I've I don't know seen when that. it came out. It's oh, it's super depressing. Um, it, it's about Great. heroin addiction. Uh, but anyway, there's a character in it, the main character's mother. She goes on the grapefruit coffee boiled egg diet. What? It's like that sounds you just disgusting. that's all you eat. Like she eats grapefruit and a cup of coffee, and then like a boiled egg and a cup of coffee, and she what wants is, to lose weight to be on television. What is the theory <laughs> behind like that combination? Just Gra- like- grapefruit diets were really popular, I think, back in the day. If something about eating a grapefruit in the morning or eating it with every meal, um, and then, like, decades later, uh, I remember reading about the glycemic index, which, like, the glycemic load of each meal and acid actually lowers it, which kind of made me think in hindsight that maybe the grapefruit diet did do something, but... That's probably why everybody's drinking apple cider vinegar now. Yes, That's yes. the new grapefruit diet. Yes, apple cider vinegar is the new grapefruit. And I'm... You heard it I've, first. I've bought the gummies. <laughs> there it is. Well, the gummies are just delicious. I know. Apple cider vinegar gummies. It's just a way to say I'm eating sugar yeah. and it's okay. <laughs> what, what about you? Are you going to true confess about... You know, I was thinking about diet? this and like, I must have tried it. Like, given my history with ridiculous relationships with food... I'm sure I've gone down the rabbit hole, but the thing that really sticks out, I mean, cigarettes, yes. <laughs> oh, I said it. I used to smoke. Like, I started smoking when I was, I want to say, 15, 16. That's, that's early, but and then, that's when a lot of people try it. It, like, it escalated quick. And then I, like, learned, like, it was probably like late 90s where you know if you if you just smoked cigarettes all day and drank some coffee then you know you'd lose weight 
So I remember doing that. I was still, like, I was hanging out with like one of my ex-boyfriends and when I was still in high school. And we were at his big country house and he had to go off and, I don't know, tend to cows or something. <laughs> Whatever you do in the oh, country. Oh, I love stories about you in the English And I was like, so I was home alone in this big old country house. And like, there really wasn't a lot of food there. And I, so he had, and we were smoking like roll up cigarettes at the time, like no filter. And so he had rolled me up a whole bunch of cigarettes and showed me where the tea was. I don't even like tea. Tea and uh, cigarettes. That and is, the that only, is not a good diet. The, the only food I could find was like white bread. So I think in a day I had like 20 cigarettes, probably six cups of tea and a piece of white bread. Oh, wow. But I was hungry as all hell and it was a country house. So it was like cold and I was freezing and I had gone past like if there's like hangry and then the next level. <laughs> I think I was beyond the next level. Beyond but hangry then, is like Like there was a bit of me that was like, but wait, I could be losing weight right now. So cool. Wow. That actually crossed your mind. Well, yeah. Cause While like at, at the time, like, like literally super. going back to like episode one, you'll all know the history, but like it was kind of fashionable to be anorexic. So yeah. I felt like I was dipping a toe into being part of the cool gang who could get all skinny. And... A lot of supermodels did smoke. That was the way to yeah. curb the appetite. So sure. I guess like that was a thing. And then when I first started coming out to the U.S. when I was a pro sailor, um, this, I remember going to a Walmart one day when I was in Charleston, South Carolina. And <laughs> there was just like, I was just wandering around, like kind of going, oh, Walmart, this is kind of big. Um, and there was just like this whole aisle of diet pills. And yeah. I was like, and I had seen commercials for different diet pills. And I was like, All those fat, I don't really fat know. Ones, like, yeah, like I had thermogenic stuff. Yeah, I didn't understand anything about nutrition really back then. But I was like, well... I guess you could just take some pills and call it good. So I, I kind of perused and picked one that was like, it looked like um, like a cod liver oil capsule. And I can't remember the name of it, but I had recently seen a commercial. And of course there was like somebody who had never been fat in their lives going, I used to be fat. No, I'm not. And it's right, amazing. Right. I just take these pills. And I was like, <laughs> huh, cool. Okay. Well, what the heck? Let's buy them. And I bought them. And I was a little bit nervous, but I was like, well, they must work because the commercial said so because I was dumb. So I took my first dose of this like diet pill and about, I want to say four or six hours later, I realized why. <laughs> why, why people lose weight while using this? <laughs> Let's just say like you want to be close to a bathroom. <laughs> oh, it was, it was just a laxative? Like, it was definitely lube for your intestines. Oh no! But like, like because <laughs> the laxative diet—that was oh, also well, a diet trend too. It was just you can eat whatever you want, but then take a bunch of laxatives. I mean, that's how accelerated like an eating disorder with yeah, laxatives. Yeah. But like, yeah, I took these pills, but it was weird. It wasn't like doubled over. Like, if you take too many laxatives, if if anybody has, it's a weird thing to admit. But if you take too many laxatives, like you gotta run to the yeah. bathroom because it's explosive. This was like not quite on that level it was just awkward awkward <laughs> but like the awkward stupid level. <laughs> the stupid thing is is that i wanted to believe in these pills so bad that like i could eat whatever i wanted and just take these things yeah the magic job done theory. we all want that that or just about everything yeah that like i continued like i stuck with that for like a week oh wow and like 
you would get like random stomach gurgles at inappropriate moments. And then you're like, do, do I need to run to the bathroom? I'm not sure. Wow. This is odd. And then I was like, I'm not sure this is working. <laughs> I tried those ones, the thermogenic, that, that was definitely when I was probably, yeah, in my teens, um, in the nineties, it was all those thermogenic and I, I'm blanking on the name of the company that used to advertise in all the magazines all the time, but ultimately it was just like, it will burn fat. That was the big thing, right? You just take it. doesn't matter what you eat. It's just going to burn fat. And I can't, I, as you were telling that story about buying the diet pills in the aisle, I sort of have this memory of me doing the same. Um, and all I remember about them is that it just made your heart beat really fast. Mm -hmm. So I think they were just some sort of weird uppers, right? That they would say, oh, this boosts your metabolism. And basically it was like caffeine or some sort of chemical stimulant, right? That but when I did the, the Thunderbro bodybuilding thing, one, like there was like recommendations for thermogenics. And I was like, oh, I should get on this. Like, and, you know, follow the program and get into it. And, and I read, I like, I had the, the stuff in my cart. Like yeah. I, I, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Let's see. And then I just decided to like do a little research, read the reviews. And of course, like there's reviews on there that are probably paid for that are like, oh, oh sure. it's amazing. I lost so much weight. And then there were a lot of like, it's just a total waste of money. Yeah. And it's going to jack up your heart rate and probably make you feel weird. And I was like, I've gotten super lean, like eating bucket loads of carbs and <laughs> like plenty enough food. And now I'm trying to go hungry and then put weird stuff in my body right. that's expensive. It's not like this stuff is cheap. So I was like, I, I don't think I'm going to do it. I think I'm just going to leave that alone. We're a little <laughs> older and wiser now. So I feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't know much about what modern thermogenics are like. I'm sure they're better than they were in the 90s when half of the stuff that was on the shelves back then is now illegal. Or like speed. Or like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it has now been pulled from shelves and you probably cannot buy it anywhere except on the internet because, uh, yeah, it's either banned substances or has been proven to like give people heart attacks. You'd be like, I'm super jacked, but yeah. I'm out of my yeah. mind. I haven't slept in a but, week. But I mean, I mean, I don't know in the, you know, in the world of sports and CrossFit and stuff, I think pre-work, some pre-workout stuff is basically that, right? The stuff that makes the back the beta of your alanine, neck kind of the turns, tingles. The tingles. I Some of it just makes your heart rate tingles. go up too. I don't know. <laughs> like some people love the tingles, but like I, like the tingles during the workout, kind of whatever. What gets me is like afterwards, like if you're driving home from the gym and then say you suddenly have to, like the, the lights change to red and you have to brake a little bit faster and then you get like almost electric shock of tingles every time you respond okay. to something. I've never taken those. I, I don't... That, You've never tried that, it? No, that sounds Ooh. weird. And like... Does, does it help you in the workout? Like what is that supposed to add to your workout it kind of experience? Just, I think a lot of it, like it just makes you feel more wired to like, yeah! Oh. But I don't really well, need that. Like, placebo effect too right if like but like the tingles remember when we used to use pr strawberries and it's the oh. same just these strawberries when they're in season they help you pee i always find like with the tingles if i'm holding a barbell especially if it's a heavy barbell it kind of like affects my hands quite a lot and then there's so much like tingle sensation in my hands that it affects my grip I don't like it. Yeah, Some people I, love I was it. Gonna, that sounds terrible for a workout. Like you would potentially lose your grip on the bar. But I think anything that gets anybody kind of like amped up, that yeah. sort of feels I like mean, it's doing I, something. I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of just putting on some like really solid rap or hip hop. 
You see, that gets me pretty amped for a workout. What's well, uh, the biggest joke is that I do my best lifting to Disney music. That is true. That is true. That is a secret. Now our listeners know. Never um, mind fad diets. Hannah, never mind thermogenics. A pre-workout. Fab, Disney music. Uh, yes, recommendations for all good things that happen at the gym is to turn on Disney tunes. I mean, I'm not saying like we're talking about fad diets. I can't promise that a Disney tune will help you lose weight. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, we we can do some research. We can do but some research. But if, if it like I'm kind of like trying to bulk up a little bit right now, so when I decide it's time to like cut weight, right. maybe I'll just sit and listen to well, an hour of Disney. I mean, if you're day. trying to bulk, I'm pretty sure Disney is also can help with that, right? I mean, like like most people, I signed up for Disney Plus during the pandemic, and uh, you can spend a lot of hours on the couch watching all of that wonderful Disney goodness. I don't know. It's, it has like the opposite weight, effect probably. to me. Like it makes me want to like get up and dance and sing and stuff. Whatever. We'll figure it out. And if Disney stuff works either way, I'll let you know. All right. So Stay I thought more on Disney. Yeah, I thought it could be fun. And Rachel hasn't seen my list, but I did some quality research via Google. <laughs> I really love this. I, I feel like y'all should all know uh, who are listening. Um, like I, I am the the like recovering academic, like the researcher, the one who 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 reads a, a bit more than Hannah does. Um, so I'm really <laughs> loving that actually for these podcasts, she's doing all this mysterious research that I, I don't always know about. And the difference she surprises is, me with is that you would go to like a library and like get into <laughs> books and look at peer reviewed papers that is true that is and true. i type things into google and go oh that looks interesting let's do that hey there you go i mean but it, you know i i learned things from you the last time about uh the body positivity things that were happening back in like the 60s and and that was a google search that got you there so well, there you go thank but, you google <laughs> you're my research machine so anyway fad diet list i went on to the googles and i looked up uh, kind of most popular or most, I got, no, I got a list of 10 most extreme fad diets that oh, have wow. happened in okay, recent extreme. history. Let's hear it. I be thought I would share with you, get your reaction and we can talk about them and see if you want to try them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but it I is. I tell my nutrition coach I mean, about this. As a nutrition coach myself, this is truly fascinating and like, if anybody came to me talking about any of these, I think I would have to refer out for a lot of, like, therapy before we even began to unpack, like, the nutrition stuff. Because this stuff is insane. So, number one, the HCG diet, which came about in the 1950s um, when a British physician decided that it was a good idea to put people on a 500-calorie-per-day diet. And then inject them with the HCG hormone, which I would say if I could pronounce it, but it's <laughs> human courier. Was that doctor a man? Uh, it's interesting because the name is ATW Simeons. So one is assuming, <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm just curious because I think that's, you know, that's around the time there was a fair bit of research on things like, you know, birth control pills and other hormones and it was generally male doctors uh pushing that on women so, so anything with hormones uh, so from our understanding like this is a like pregnancy hormone and you're so you're basically 
starved and then your body is told to eat its own fat as much as possible because it thinks it's pregnant and oh. human fetuses will do anything they can to survive. Right. I think I have so I have actually heard of this. I would not have known the hormone name or that that's what this is, but I have heard about something where yes, you take a supplement that makes you think your body is pregnant, which is also probably why this is uh, was designed for women, I guess. I don't know if it works on men's bodies. Um, and you're right that then to to keep the non-existent fetus alive, it like eats your fat stores. I mean, it, it that certainly sounds. That sounds rough. It's not um, a long-term strategy. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I, I don't. I, what, what does that do to your body as a woman? Like to think it's pregnant but not be a horrible hot mess. And I can only That's imagine what they do with cows to dairy cows to make them produce milk. But when, I... it's so messed up. When you come off this diet, I mean, I would last on a 500 calorie a day diet for about two hours. I was going to say, like, I one. like 500 calories like a meal. Like I, I'm about... 500 calories deep by 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. So Whew. I can yeah, only that imagine tough. that I don't you know would how feel... I would keep up with that. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, and it's truly sad, too, that people would actually go, okay, cool, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's eat 500 calories a day and yeah, inject I, ourselves I, I, with I want to look up that doctor with the initial names. So I'm guessing you have not tried the HCG <laughs> diet. I have not diet. tried that, no, I All have right. not. Okay, so that was number one. Don't do it. Yeah. Bad, bad yeah. plan. Next one, and it's kind of horrifying, and I had never seen one of these things in person until the age of 18 when I traveled in the U.S., the Twinkie diet. Oh, I had Lord. heard about Twinkies in How movies. How is that a diet? But what? I don't, I mean, they may have now. I've never seen one. What they don't have mean? Twinkies in England. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they're And then I came out around. and I had seen them in movies and then I saw one in the flesh mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa. And then I tried to eat one and even then I like ate some crap. It was just the worst thing. But so a Twinkie, allegedly, I only got this from the internet, so I could be wrong. Is 150 calories per Twinkie. Okay. So if you yep. eat 10 Twinkies a day, then you've consumed 1,500 calories. And if that's all you eat, then your average adult <laughs> oh, would technically be in a caloric deficit. Oh, uh, wow. As well as many other deficits, but... Right. I mean, yeah, I, I'm thinking of the nutritional deficits. I mean, all... I, I have definitely... Zero eat, protein. I have eaten Twinkies before, as, as I think every American probably has... I should try it for a to. week. Um, that, yeah, I mean, that sounds... It sounds very unsatisfying. It also sounds like something that would really give me heartburn. Um, refined sugar tends to do that. But the only thing I really know that confirmed for me that Twinkies are as awful and lacking in nutrition as we think... Um, this is something I believe deep fried Mars bars. Oh, that's like an English thing, right? It's, no, it's a Scottish. Thing. Oh, a Scottish thing. Sorry. Along okay. with deep fried haggis. So, right. I've, which I have eaten. I've had a deep fried Mars bar. It's delicious. I mean, there's nothing quite like you can deep fry anything, but, um, I was at a, a deep fry party once. A deep fry party? Yeah. My friend got a deep fryer, wanted to try it out. So we just fried a bunch of things. Um, but a Twinkie was one of the things that somebody breaded and fried. Isn't um, a Twinkie like technically already fried? Well, yeah, I, actually, I don't even know. I don't know if it's baked or fried. It's I doubt it's baked. It's, it's, I mean, there's a lot of oil in it. Um, but anyway, the Twinkie, when we, when we got the, the, the log out of the deep fryer, 
um, and cut into it, it was hollow. So the Twinkie was just all oil and sugar that had completely dissolved and melted into the batter, right? So like it didn't even, the Twinkie didn't even exist anymore. <laughs> oh, that's um, that's what, like the... that tells you what a Twinkie is, is like right. all fake. So I can only imagine though, if I don't even know if people followed this. But if you did, like, you must oh. have felt so bad. Like, so unsatisfied. I can, like, I can how... only imagine, like, you'd have sugar crashes, mouth ulcers, headaches. I mean, if, I, if yeah, either one the, of us tried ten it. Ten a day. So, like, okay, I mean, I'm up from five, six in the morning till, like, eight, nine o'clock at night. I mean, you space that out evenly. All you do is, like, get a sugar rush and a crash and then another sugar rush and a crash. It's a terrible plan. I mean, um, although some people would say 150 calories, oh, that's that that's a, a a nice small amount of calories for like a snack. No, everything comes in 100 calorie packets now, so I guess Twinkies yeah. could try to try to capitalize. No, on no that, calories but. are equal. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and say we're not gonna recommend not that one. Not gonna either. do that one. Okay, this <laughs> third one seriously grosses me out, but I know <laughs> that people do it because I've milk? seen a do- no. Oh God, I've seen a documentary. Has a thing with milk about this and. It turned my stomach. And I've got a fairly strong stomach, but the tapeworm diet, where people oh, actually consume... Yes, they give themselves and I saw, a tapeworm. So there was this guy, and he was... Oh, on purpose. I remember, I think I was still living in England. He followed this for a documentary, right? So he ate a piece of meat that they had implanted the tapeworm in, and then they, like, tracked it and watched its growth. And obviously it started oh out God. as a, a tiny little dot of a tapeworm. And then by the time it reached his gut, it was like, oh, hey, good place to hang out. Yeah, and then, get, like, this thing really long. grew. And, like, I mean, the guy was losing weight, but not, like, in a good way. Like, he was just, like... Right, literally a parasite. I mean... His muscle mass was gone. He interestingly, this is kind of similar to the first diet you mentioned, because yeah. a baby is also a parasite, kind of a parasite that eats your energy stores. But... Um, but babies are great. Sorry, I didn't mean to compare <laughs> anyone who's to um, cool. tapeworms. But but there are some similarities there to what's going on. That is so you. the quote that we need to um, advertise the show. <laughs> we should edit that out. That sounds terrible. I don't know if that's um, no. But anyway, we're, we're uh, not serious. Yeah, I can imagine that would absolutely make you lose weight. Um, I mean, just the thought, but in a like very I remember very unhealthy way. The guy when he swallowed. I mean, he was. I. I seem to remember he was some kind of like adventurer kind of person like the kind of person that would eat bugs and not like cringe right at right it. okay like a but just knowing that he was swallowing eating, yeah. a tapeworm like he couldn't swallow it for like several he tries knew, oh, and he was trying really he like he tried to swallow it with some water and he was just like can't do it and then in the end they had to like put it in food and then he just ate it and then like you could see him like as soon as it was going down towards his stomach he was just sitting there like thing to regret oh god what have i done oh god and like the doc obviously it was like supervised with medical stuff and like everybody was like don't worry this is carefully monitored we can get it out of you this is not something that's going to sit there for years and you're going to like emaciate and no one's going to understand like this is controlled but still like if (laughs) i swallow that oh god I mean, like, that's, that's desperation. And I would think you'd get, I mean, you'd get, in addition to losing weight, I imagine you'd get sick in all kinds of ways because I, I, my, my minimal amount of knowledge of tapeworms is also you, 
they they take all the nutrients yeah. before anything gets absorbed. So you'd also be anemic and you'd, oh, yeah. you'd be deficient in so many like other things. Like health first, everybody. Health first. Yeah. Okay. But weight loss so. does not have to be this horrible, disgusting, gnarly, starvation, weird yeah. insect-involving yeah. Be experience. careful with, um, you know, expired pork. <laughs> I think that's... Uh, that's a tapeworm danger. Cook your meat. Yeah, cook your meat. Go vegan Very in places well. you don't trust. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll move these on. Are, these are these are terrible so far. Oh, I know. This. this is like, this, this episode should come with a warning. It should. Okay, this one is less gross. Okay. Um, baby food diet. And I think the theory behind that is that baby food is really bland. And I know this because when I first ever started to do some CrossFit competitions... I was like asking people like, hey, you know, what's a good snack to take with you? Because obviously you need some energy, but you don't want to be like in between like lifts or workouts or whatever and like start filling your stomach full of too much food because then you might want to barf mid-workout. So someone was like, oh, you should just get baby food. Now, subsequently, I now eat like pouches of stuff that look like baby food, but they're like smoothies with protein in them and they've got flavor and they taste good. But anyway, I perused the aisles. (laughs) I perused the aisles of the baby food section and like picked out some baby food. And I remember competition day, and it was like some fruit flavor stuff. So you're expecting fruit flavor, and of course, it's like very, very bland. Because it's probably actual fruit, not not added sugar or anything else. It's just so I like tried it, it and I was like, oh god. But again, like this is just. For a grown adult, like it says baby in front of it. Like, I mean, baby. here is my opinion of this. Better when, than a tapeworm. When you are a baby, well, definitely better than a tapeworm. <laughs> when you're a baby, it's baby food. When you're an athlete, isn't it just performance food? I mean, it was recommended to you for a competition. I've totally done the same. Uh, there are like bougie ones now, the pouches that have, you know, fancy like plant-based protein and all this kind of stuff in them. But I definitely have still have picked up baby food pouches that are like sweet potato kale and pear and they're quite tasty i like my so i don't know adult I mean, style baby food <laughs> i feel like i mean or adult it's baby easily digestible food. i mean you're right the flavors i mean but when the, i hear baby food like i don't understand why people are like i'm gonna grind up like chicken with with apple i mean maybe that actually sounds like a holiday dinner or something but it is strange the way like some of the things are blended. But I mean, it's not um, the worst one on this. This is the first one that makes sense in like as long, not, the thing as, is, long as you're eating. I mean, yeah. If you're just eating like long, fruit and veggie smoothies type right. thing, then again, you're not getting any protein into your body. As right. an adult, you're not getting enough fat to have your hormones functioning properly. True. Yeah. So there's some big red flags. As yeah, much as it's not point. gross like, like a Twinkie or a tapeworm diet, you're still missing some pretty key components to functioning. As a proper adult, because you're not a baby. How does it work for babies then? Well, babies need fat and protein too. Well, they get that from milk. Like when you still probably when they're just first starting to eat squeezy stuff. Got it. I guess okay. So like the baby food people are assuming they're also eating other things, not just jars of the simple fruit. All right. So that was not too tragic. Much less like that's by far the least disgusting one, and uh, moving (laughs) on. Get behind that. This cigarette diet, which is just, you know, just smoke and do nothing. Like, I talked about that. But, like, honestly, I remember when I was 18 and we would go out to bars and you could still smoke in bars and, you know, just smoking all day long was totally cool. Now, if I see somebody with a cigarette, I'm like, what are you 
doing? Yeah. And then I'm like, how do you afford to do that? That is an expensive diet. Oh, it's just very expensive. I, I, I I smoked as well, folks. Uh, where this is, this is, this is true confessions day, um, for many years. And it is true. It curbs your appetite. My parents are going to be so proud when they listen to these. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I am the same now when I see people or even when I smell it, like it, I I have a, a much different reaction to it now. Um, but so yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's bad. It's a bad choice. It's, okay. it, I mean, like it might get you skinny, but it'll get you a whole lot of other crap. So yeah, don't do that. Yeah. And you'll look old but as all hell, and just no. that is true. And that is true. Stink and that's teeth why I bad. mean, is it? I don't know if it's the same in England, but you know, Canada, Canada made the move a while back that really, even when I was still smoking, really did kind of make a difference. Where they put those terrible pictures on cigarette packages. Oh yeah. So like some of them really were like here's the close up of somebody's mouth and it was like their lips are all wrinkly and their teeth are all gross and it was like oh that's that's actually fairly convincing for like I just always wonder a vain, like you know what, woman in their twenties what I would look like now if I had, had kept, kept I mean going. like I'm fortunate enough somehow despite fifteen years out on the ocean that at forty years old I still surprise a lot of like twenty somethings. That I'm actually 40 years old. Yeah, yeah. It'll catch up with me at some point. But I'm just like, if if I had kept smoking, so now I would have been smoking for over 20 years. Oh god. Like, what would I look like? That's crazy. When you say it like that, too. I mean, yeah, that that's. I mean, I wouldn't be doing. Luckily, we don't have. I wouldn't be in the gym. I'd look terrible. um, I probably would be skinny, but in in a horrible way. Yeah. Don't do it. Okay. So don't do it. Don't do it. So this one is kind of baby food's still the front runner here. (laughs) Food's winning. Uh, This one is just straight weird. The Sleeping Beauty Diet. And the theory goes... She was quite thin. Hey, we're back to Disney movies. Disney! (laughs) Uh, That if you... Like some people were sleeping or or aiming to sleep up to 20 hours a day with the help of like sedatives, like sleeping pills, obviously very strong stuff. Oh, my God. The theory being that when you're passed out most of the day, you just can't eat. So you're going to lose weight. Can't eat in your sleep. But again, your muscle mass would just disappear your body would hold on to some fat mass. You'd end up skinny fat in your sleep and miss out on your entire life. Oh yeah. And be like a zombie. You'd have terrible like atrophy. And And this is wild. Like this is all for the sake of a number on a scale. Like without any knowledge about anything else. Right. Just I want to lose weight. Basal metabolic rate or anything like that. If people had gone to Google like you did to find this. It's absurd. Just for to meet a number on a scale that you may not be able to function like a human, but you've hit a number, so box checked. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who actually followed this diet though? I mean, I this know. is this, these are not clearly me. people who who did not have a job. I mean, right? Like, who has the luxury to sleep twenty hours uh, a day? Okay, ridiculous. We're just gonna like throw wow. that one in the okay. trash. Okay. Well. Okay. This one is sadly, it's I know people who did this: the chewing diet. So this whole thing was about. You chew your food many, 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 many times till it's basically just complete mush in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And yes, you are meant to chew your food properly, particularly carbs, because the digestion of carbs begins in your mouth. <laughs> and if you do not chew it properly... I love it when you turn into nutrition coach mode. You're like, uh, how, sidebar, sidebar, you should chew your food. <laughs> However, excessive chewing of your food to turn it into a pulp that you then spit out. Oh, they spit it out. Oh yeah, you don't swallow. Oh, it's not it. just God like chewing for a bit. to no. swallow. No, you're it. chewing for like because they 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 basically sold this diet on like if you chewed it enough, then you, you like extracted the like, nutrients and then uh, you just spat yeah. out the bit that would make you fat. Yeah, and I can see how people would be like, oh yeah, uh-huh. but but no, 
So, yeah, I mean, you're right, because there is there is a trend that I've definitely heard about in recent years, because it was part of um, some challenges that I've done, like nutritional challenges at gyms over the years of like food hygiene, like eating hygiene. And it's like, um, you know, put your take a bite and then put your fork down. Mm-hmm. Right between bites, and, this, and it's chew your food slow like down. fifteen times, mm-hmm. but you still swallow it. <laughs> like yeah. it's not. Safe. It's a good thing to like eat slower, not rush. Like understand right, when you're full, right. tune into hunger fullness cues, and to chew your food properly before you swallow, and yeah. not just gulp it down. I mean, isn't that's what's interesting about this? Like so, like a, a couple of these things. Um, this one would be, you know, an example of this where like they're kind of based on something that's real, right? Like, it is good to chew your food a little bit more than we do, probably, right? Mm-hmm. But not to spit it out. It's for other reasons. Like my grapefruit diet. Maybe, actually, yes, the grapefruit is lowering the glycemic load of your meals, but not when it's the only thing you eat. <laughs> so there's some, there's some like, truth-adjacent things here. You need to eat your food, people. <laughs> eat your foods. Okay. This one is just plain ridiculous. It's called the vision diet. Vision. The vision diet. And the theory goes that if you wear blue tinted glasses, that all food looks disgusting. So if you... (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? If you always eat wearing blue glasses, then you won't want to eat any of your food because... It'll look gross. Now, if, if I I'm I want to get a pair of blue glasses. This, I, this cannot be true. But wait, I, will, I will definitely want to unless, eat blue glasses. <laughs> unless those glasses are welded to my face. If I'm hungry and I make a meal that I know is tasty. I wonder why blue. I would put on my blue glasses and go, oh, that doesn't look nice, but I'm just going to take them off. Oh, look, it looks nice. I'm going to eat it. I'm, yeah, why I think I would blue? Eat it anyway. I don't know, because like... I mean, I'd be curious to see if there was like some sort of weird research done on... Maybe because blue mixed with other colors of commonly eaten food comes up with maybe like a sludge color food and nobody wants to eat sludge. Oh, it might make it look like green or brown or something not as appealing. I would still eat it. Because like, you go off smell, right? I don't... Yeah. I mean, mean, visually, yes. Appetite is so much about smell and I mean, in terms of like, if I'm I'm going to a Michelin-starred restaurant, then you better believe it better look nice because that's so expensive. I want right. art on my plate. But you've made some really disgusting looking meals and but, I love them. Yeah. Like, as have I. Like, yeah. Food just because it look looks gross. And I also, like, I sailed for 15 years. I ate a lot of freeze dried meals that, if you look at it, they never at face good. value, yeah. it looks disgusting. But in the moment where you're at, it tastes so good. Okay. Well, of all the ones you've listed so far, that's the one I actually want to go do some more research on because I'm totally curious if there's something about blue other than. The ideas we've come up with. We should totally make a video of right? this, like trying out the different, not the tapeworm. I feel like every episode, and we're not smoking. Every episode, we reference something that we're supposed to do a video about. Like <laughs> that's cool. We're going to expand when we when we have thousands of listeners and people want to watch us. Then well, we can branch out. Then to we the have YouTube. a YouTube channel. Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, ear stapling. So like, oh. you know, if you pierce, like this is one reason actually that. I have multiple piercings in my ears, but I've never pierced through the cartilage in my uh-huh. ears because as oh, so like it goes, there's like there nerve endings in your ears. And the reason I never pierced my cartilage is that it can, if you get the wrong bit, you can give yourself major migraines. And I already have bad migraines. And oh. I was like, I don't need any more. 
Um, but apparently, if you hit the right part in your ear, and I'm sure there's acupuncturists listening to this going, what are you talking about? But it could it can dull your hunger cues. Oh, wow. So people would seek out that kind of piercing. Yeah. To try and like hit on whatever nerve pressure point Do you tells think, you're like, not hungry. A piercer came up with that as like a thing, like they just messed up I mean, a I couple would. times. And they're like, <laughs> oh, I don't want people to think I'm really bad at my job, so I'm just gonna like pretend you so, this is for like so weight loss. Skinny. <laughs> that, so I mean weird. that is also an interesting one where you're like, how did someone even come up with that or realize that that was a thing? Um and if, if wow, anybody has okay. an experience, comment. I like it. Yeah, I'd love to hear if anyone actually has uh, experience with that okay. by, by accident or otherwise. So this one, this is the last, I don't know if I named 10, because I'm scared of naming our number of things that we have after our total failure. To oh yeah, we totally seven. failed on that top seven yeah. list of but before anyway, and after this photos, is but. This is the last one on the extreme list before we get to, well actually there's one more weird one, but <laughs> then we'll get to the more like commonly heard of sort of fat diets. So this last one is ridiculous. The cotton ball diet. <laughs> okay. Is that a joke? I mean, no! remember remember the scene in Elf where he eats he's in the doctor's office and he just keeps eating the cotton balls? Yeah. He, he thinks they're candy. Yeah, that it's not a joke. Like he, people eating cotton balls, that's the diet. People eat cotton balls to like fill up their stomachs so they won't feel hungry. That would be... Cotton balls don't actually send signals to your brain saying I'm full. There is zero nutritional value in a cotton ball. I mean, and I feel like, like that would be, lead to some really weird digestion issues, oh, too. Oh, well, surgery. Like, you, people like, just have, like, a lump of cotton in their I mean, stomach if you think about to... how, like, if you mashed a bunch of cotton balls together and it added in water and stuff... Your body, yeah. Like, that's, like, a blockage. That's, like, just dangerous. Okay. And, like, texturally... Wow. Like, I'm just, like, kind of, right now, just imagining, like, trying to swallow cotton balls. Yeah. No, that That, that would be very difficult. I mean, like, maybe... Uh, you I could... would take bland baby food any day over cotton balls. But... I was thinking, like, the only way I could probably swallow a cotton ball would be to slather it in peanut butter, and then you've undone the whole diet concept. I mean, this is... I mean, this is an... This is a crazy list, because obviously this list exists because people tried these diets right oh I mean, yeah like, these these were popular enough to become part of history um, I'm and pouring i wonder sounds, how I'm pouring many s- <laughs> oh yeah that's true that this uh last time it was coffee and cupcakes this time um it's we, we've got some vino so that's uh but yeah that, like that feels about right because cotton this, this list is stressing me out it makes me stress you out drink okay but. so that was the last of the crazy diets and like i, I think i agree with you that the only one well, no, like the blue, the blue tinted glasses. I'm just intrigued to see what I oh, would yeah. actually I, be prepared. I totally to want to try that one because also. But I also think we need to have yeah. nose pegs on so you can't smell the food because, like, the smell to me, like something I mean, could look amazing and if it smells gross. The scientific method, we would need to go with whatever they did. But, but yes, you're right. I think, like, blocking smell your to sense me is more smell important. Would be an also an interesting theory. Would you still want to eat if you because if smell something things? looks amazing but the smell was right. terrible, I'm not gonna eat it. Oh, although wait, we've got actually a really natural pool of people. We could just ask people we know that have had COVID mm. because right, you lose mm-hmm. your sense of taste and smell. Um, often. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the final. This wasn't on my list, but then I found it and I thought it was so ridiculous. That I had to bring it up. The breatharian 
diet. Oh, sounds very spiritual. The, this group of people believe that they can live for many months, not days, but months, living off of nothing but water, sunlight, and tea. What kind of tea? I don't, I don't know. I'm guessing some kind of herbal hmm. tea. I mean, let's see. Water, absolutely. You can live longer than you can without, you know, well, no, you die faster without water than you do without food. Yeah. So water's good. But yeah, what's in that tea? The tea would have Just, to have some calories in it, right? Here's like, the dealio. You can survive probably for a while, depending on your starting point. If you have a lot of body fat to feed yourself with and right. you're getting sunlight and you're getting your water and your tea is just for flavor i'm guessing you could survive for a while but none of this is getting you to like like what is the point so are you aiming to lose 20 pounds and and then what like that's what i always ask people right where does what's the stopping point and then because like once you get to that weight ironically like everybody who's going on any of these diets is trying to escape being fat or obesity and obesity is like you know, you think obesity and it's like, oh gosh, that's bad. There's like bad like health issues, all sorts yeah. of things. But what most people haven't heard of is sarcopenic obesity, a.k.a. skinny fat. So if you're just straight oh, up... There's a scientific... Sarcopenic obesity. If you're straight oh. up starving yourself and just aiming to be like, let's make the number on the scale as low as it possibly can be and then I'm winning... Right then your body is going to go, your body is very smart. So it's going to go, okay, we're not getting any calories. We've got to survive. Bodies are very good at surviving. Like if you put, if you take a car and you put diesel in your gas engine and you turn it on, that is an expensive mistake. Right. And you may need a new engine. The engine, yeah, is not going to handle that well. If as humans, we put absolute terrible crap or nothing or cotton balls, into our system we're going to survive for as long as we humanly can we're going to wake up the next day and our engines are going to keep turning and it's going to do whatever it can to keep going we're way more sophisticated than an engine adapt to a lot which a lot of of bad things i mean the twinkie diet right like Mm -hmm. your body will actually adapt to that and it will do what it needs to do to function on straight up sugar and trans fat and it's to be fair but how we still are still here as humans because we can adapt and we can survive yeah yeah but it's also kind of works against us because if you do any of these stupid things just to lose weight where you're literally living off of fresh air cigarettes cotton balls staple in your ear whatever stupid thing it is then your body's gonna go okay here's the deal muscle mass is expensive to maintain. Muscle requires right. energy you'll, you'll to survive. Burn that first. So for sure. your body's not gonna go, okay, let's ditch all the fat, and then somehow you're gonna turn into this amazingly shredded, awesome looking human. Oh heck no. Yeah, I, I don't think breatharians are doing like uh, the, CrossFit. They or ain't lifting lifting anything. Or anything. <laughs> Muscle is required to keep you upright. And also to be able to make you perform the things that like keep you strong, that help your bones from crumbling, particularly if you're female. So when your body goes, I don't have any freaking energy, it goes, all right, let's get rid of the stuff that is not necessary. So any essential, like non-essential muscle mass is gone. It's going to eat the muscle mass first because 
that takes energy to keep that stuff alive. So that's all gone. So now what are you left with? Not a whole lot of muscle mass and you're keeping your body fat and your body will work its absolute darndest to keep your body fat on you. The metabolism can slow down. You will, of course, eventually, if, if you never could starve, there would be no starvation in the world. Eventually, of course, you will lose your body fat. And then if you do not get any more like calories into your system, you're going to die. Right. But for the long, for as long as it can, your body will ditch your muscle mass apart from what is absolutely essential and hold on to your body fat. So you've all heard of the term skinny fat that is otherwise known as sarcopenic obesity. Who the heck, if you're going to put yourself through any of these traumatic experiences, wants to end up with a form of obesity. And the reason why the, the, the whole term obesity means the percentage of body fat that you have. So if you have minimal muscle mass and most of what's on your body is fat, oh, then your percentage your of muscle. body fat is going to put you in the equivalent of somebody who you'd look at who is like traditionally like larger obese. Think about that. Yeah, that's terrible. Boom. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's—I mean—that—that's what makes me sad about like hearing about all these diets is that you know this is this is decades and decades of very weird misinformation, right? That people, so much misinformation. People are just like they want something so badly. They want a body that looks a certain way, or they want the scale number to be a certain thing, that they will absolutely cling to that kind of misinformation if they think that's actually and honestly work for them. having gone through an eating disorder having experimented with all sorts of different things until i studied it i thought i knew a thing or two about nutrition about how this works about what your body does with food i didn't know a darn thing like yeah. i had to study this to learn it and that shows you that this information about what your body and it's like i know the tiniest little bit compared to like scientists and people who yeah. are like really in deep with this. And it's still such a new subject that what we may think is true now in a year or two or five could be like, oh wait, we're wrong. Like there's so much more to learn because we are so complicated, but there just isn't easy access to real nutrition knowledge because every yeah. company is peddling you one thing or another. Like, when it became popular to eat protein again, every other like cereal bar on the shelf said high protein. High protein. High so protein. Like, yeah, yeah, let's buy it. Let's no buy trans it. Let's fat, get it. Low this, high and if this, you actually yeah. read the food label, yeah, there was more protein than a not high protein cereal bar, but there was still a ton of sugar. In yeah, that. you get you get so much more with that protein. And but... like uh, we mentioned it in a past episode that you know back in. 80s, early 90s, everything was low fat and fat was bad and low fat this and that. Yeah. And, but things were still flavorful. How does that happen? Because you put more sugar in it. So, oh, I get passionate about this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You know, all these things come. bring up these like hilarious memories of like the 90s. I feel like the 90s were just full of such bad information. Like there was this, there was this chip um oil so like lays and ruffles and all these potato chips i remember this time where all of a sudden they came out with these new versions of them it was kind of like when when coke came out with coke zero oh but it was like the chip version and instead of using um 
like canola oil or typical vegetable oils, there was this new oil called Olestra or Olean. Um, and they, that's what the oil that they used for chips. And they were like, it's like oil, but your body doesn't absorb it the same way it does other fats. So it's kind of like now like people market like sugar alcohols or like things that, you know, taste sweet, but don't react the same way in your body. But um, the, the warning label on these chips, well, not the war, I was, it was a warning label after the ingredients, basically said may result in um, abdominal cramping and loose stools. So basically <laughs> what you described earlier with your, your uh, experimentation with the laxative diet, like that's basically what this oil was. So, mm -hmm. so people would go by, they're like, oh, I'm not going to buy regular chips I'm going to buy the chips made with this Olestra. And I'm just going to shit them right up. I can eat the entire <laughs> bag and it's not going to like be absorbed by my body the same way a bag of chips would. But yeah, basically you just spent the night in the bathroom. And so anytime a warning label on food or any of these diets says like may cause loose stools, um, that's... May that's, want to avoid. Just, just move in the other direction. Yeah. Okay, so... Wow, okay. So luckily, we I don't know many people that have tried any of these. So these are far out there and for our just, enjoyment and hopefully not for But it is reality. like, it, 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 it is for our enjoyment in some ways, but it also, like I said earlier, it's sad that like people are so desperate and put so much value yeah. in achieving a weight loss to get a number on a scale or a look or whatever that you would go to these extremes. And these don't show up when I research this because they never happen. These things happen. People yeah. did this stuff. Yeah. And to varying extents, there's probably new ones, whatever, going on. They're doing it now just because it's like the, you don't understand what is what is happening to your body and like why is it that it's still so important to just lose weight at all costs like doesn't right. matter what you're losing yeah, this list is at all costs right because it's like when you lose weight they will if, work yeah like if, if you're losing weight because you've eliminated a whole bunch of stuff and you're you know or maybe you're doing excessive cardio and eliminating a whole bunch of stuff then the likelihood is that a big chunk of your weight that you're losing is your muscle mass right which is right. so valuable and you're keeping your fat mass who wants to do that? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing, like, right? Like the, all of these diets, the, the one thing they all have in common is just a caloric deficit. Yeah. Right. And that's, and that's literally with any diet you will ever read about or be lured into by marketing. The reason it's working is if your body's in a caloric deficit. Like, and that's yes, why like, people would see results on any of these weird diets is just that fact. You can't um, you can't defy physics. Like if you put more energy in, yeah, then you expend. It's got to go somewhere, right? And unless you're doing something really horrible, yeah. like it's going to stick to you and get stored. But there are ways of being in a caloric deficit that allow you to maintain as much of your muscle mass that is hard worked for as possible, and focus on losing the fat mass, yeah. which is ultimately. What I would think right. most people actually right. want to because when people achieve. say they want to lose weight, they generally mean they want to lose fat. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know why we don't just say that more often. Like, because no one really says that. They're just like, people, you should lose weight. You should lose weight. For but anybody really, who's the word is fat. ever tried to bulk up, 
It is hard work yep. putting on muscle mass. Hard work. There's a lot of eating involved and there's a hell of a lot of lifting involved yep. to like break your muscles down, build them up, repair them, give them everything they need. And then there's a period of trying to remove some of the excess weight you would have had to have gained in order to achieve that. Gaining straight up fat, that's pretty darn easy. Right. That's the sitting on the couch Sit watching on your Disney. Ass, <laughs> eat your Twinkies. Eating all your Twinkies. Off you go. Yeah. I wonder I wonder what would what 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 would happen if you ate 1500 calories a day of broccoli? Like like what's the Twinkie to broccoli you would comparison? You'd be eating broccoli from dawn like, till dusk. I feel like that's something the you, you would try. You love broccoli. You and your weird bowls of broccoli like um, I would have to eat I feel like probably 1500 calories of broccoli. That's a lot of broccoli. A giant bowl of broccoli on the hour every hour for my entire yeah. waking day. Yeah, because I think an entire bowl of broccoli is, I don't know if it, I mean, 150 calories of broccoli is a lot of broccoli. It's, it's a lot. Like, it would be. Next to a Twinkie, that'd be hilarious. I mean, honestly. Like a giant bowl versus one little You Twinkie. would be in as much gastric distress as my diet pills because there would be so much fiber <laughs> in your system. It is a lot of fiber. Yeah, yeah. That's You'd true. be very, probably very farty too. So no one would want to be around you. That's but anyway, so- <laughs> we have covered the extremes. And I would love to just touch on real quick a few diets or I don't know the diets like diet plans that are floating around right now that are still pretty popular and just a quick check in with your experience with them, my experience with them, um, what we think of them. I, I, I the first one I want to go to is paleo. I don't yeah. know how popular that is anymore, but when I started that was CrossFit, the first one I learned like about literally CrossFit. everyone was paleo and yeah. back in. 2014 when I first moved out to the I'd started CrossFit in 2013 then did sailing stuff that got in the way moved to the US in 2014 and got more into like the CrossFit scene and of course the one of the it was like hey do you CrossFit next question are you paleo paleo? oh I know and in the beginning I was like what what is this paleo (laughs) thing and it was like oh you eat like a caveman then you get jacked and I'm like cool so oh then my I found Lord. myself like literally everywhere I went. I was like, is this paleo? I didn't even know what I was talking about. But right? Was, like, you just like picked up the lingo. And then if like... somebody, I remember going to this one gym and they had stocked these like paleo bars, I think. And they were probably full of all sorts of things. Like too many calories that I needed, whatever. But I was like, oh, the paleo. They must be good. I'll buy right. them. Yep. Paleo definitely. I mean that I, well, I think the, the distinction here too is like, I feel like we've now moved into diet eating with real all the food. weird extreme things right diet used to meant something that helped you lose weight mm-hmm. whereas i feel like paleo and maybe some of the others we're probably going to talk about diet technically just means what you eat yeah right we all have a diet like we we it used to be you're on a diet but really the reality is we're, we all are on a diet every day because our diet really is just what we are in taking throughout and the day as food when I first got into like the CrossFit scene, it was really the first time probably ever where I was like, oh, how much food oh, can I, I eat? I don't think I like, ever It was more like, I did eat not... more, like eat as much as you can yeah. because we want to get strong. As long as it's paleo, yeah. you're good. I did not think about food much at all before... I started doing CrossFit and weightlifting and things like that. Paleo I mean, is like what fruit? I've been a vegetarian and yeah. caveman, right? Well, I mean, yeah, the I, caveman diet. I feel like 
I feel like it's too long a road for me to go down, which is the frustration as a historian of like the ridiculousness of comparing it to the paleo caveman, right? Like the trouble is evolutionarily depending speaking, on where you are in the planet yeah, in the caveman it, period exactly, depends on what you could eat. Exactly. So yeah, the whole idea that cavemen ate meat all the time, like it's just blatantly untrue. If you were like, like if you could catch a, a an anything from a, a mammoth to an elk to whatever was available, yeah, you'd probably like feast on that for a while and then you would go months just living on whatever you could Well, in the extreme like north, is, your diet would have been like yeah, meat and fat with absolutely. very little carbs. In yeah. Africa, it you would have been a lot of carbs. And you, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, there are so many like just blatant anomalies and anachronisms and ridiculousness about that that like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> paleo, <laughs> paleo yes, in itself. Is, it's just meat. It's like unprocessed. I mean, I think, right, the definition of it technically is like, um, no, no processed grains, right? So it's like it cuts out all grains. But now wasn't you, the evidence you need a though ridiculous that like amount of sweet potatoes? But like cavemen in that, certain places actually did yeah. make a very primitive form of bread. Yes, like milling of grain and like breaking down plant fiber to to be consumed that way is so. I feel like part of it. So. paleo has good intentions, but again, yeah. it's one of these things that like. They took a selective exactly. part of it, and then everybody jumps on it and doesn't think. It's, it's like you lose your mind. You're like, okay, it must be good. It, it's got, like, it got people. I mean, it, it got people to stop eating refined sugars. So that's and good. Refined starches. Like it was like, yeah, no white bread, no pasta, but sure, you can still eat nuts and seeds and sweet potatoes and like really, you know, some of it's it's great stuff. Like I totally credit CrossFit and the weird paleo trend. To me, discovering the joy of sweet potatoes in my life. Oh, they there are you go. Great, there you but. go. I think probably I could say that too. So not... But I also never ate meat, right? Not like I'm, I've been bad. a pescatarian for 20 years, so paleo was never going to be my thing because I was like, no. But again, like kind of warning flag, do your, do your homework. Look do your at homework, what yeah. it actually is. And if it's... I mean, this is my warning sign with a lot of stuff. If people are just making ridiculous amounts of money on something... Yeah. That is a red flag to me across the board, right? So like people who like paleo, there are good things about it. There are weird things about it. There are bad things about it. If someone's trying to convince you to do it and they're making money off it, that, you know, just, just take that as a sign, like pause, do some research, figure out if it fits with what, what you want and what works for you. So there's, I'm actually going to lump three things into one here and one I know you have experience in that makes me jump up and down <laughs> keto very popular right now yep I'm gonna say slash Atkins because it's kind of a similar theme yeah, yeah someone can, put their name yeah, to it yeah and then not quite the same but kind of edging towards that same realm carnivore yeah okay so I literally I I I have no real knowledge of the carnivore diet. Just eat meat. Like, that's it? Just yeah. straight up meat? Yeah. Oh, wow. Again, um, digestively, that's all that, good. Yeah, that sounds like a <laughs> lot of time in the bathroom. Um, okay. I mean, as a nutrition coach, I'm going to, like, like yeah. start this out. Like, any diet that eliminates or damn near nearly eliminates an entire food group, and by food group, I'm going to say a macronutrient, a protein, a fat, or a carb. 
unless there is a medical reason to do so, makes me sit up and go, yeah, why? Yeah, agreed. So, I mean, Atkins is kind of like keto, but with someone's name attached, they could sell products. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. I, yeah. That's, I mean, Maybe yeah. not Atkins as... was very trendy back in the day um, because it, it was. It was. I remember sort of an first... ex-boyfriend of mine, his yeah. mother was following it, it was... and I didn't know what it was at the time. It was before I knew anything about it. And she sat, she was like, oh, I, I'm going to eat my dinner. And she basically made some eggs that she cooked in a microwave with a giant clump of butter. And it was just eggs swimming in butter. And she was ate it while smoking a cigarette. <laughs> she was combining diet just like it was kind of like eggs were on the runniest side which gives me the heebie-jeebies anyway but i looked at that and i'm like that's healthy okay yeah i mean yeah atkins was definitely i mean i i I knew lots of people who did atkins um and it absolutely i mean it was one of those like wonder diets where people all over the place were like i went from being 300 pounds to being 150 pounds in a matter of months like rapid weight loss um, again red flag was yeah i mean anything that happens really quickly definitely a red flag um but yeah ultimately atkins was somebody dr mm-hmm. atkins um always also very conscious of whenever somebody puts doctor in front of their name and then puts it on a product <laughs> um if you're really a doctor i'll figure that out by by looking into it but um yeah the atkins diet really was keto-ish because it really was it was just like you started i think it had these like the first couple weeks where you basically had no carbs whatsoever and then that was the the rapid weight loss get yourself into ketosis you peed it all out yeah exactly out some water weight and then you could sort of add back in like some vegetables some like low starch vegetables after like three or four weeks and that's the thing too any diet that tells you 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 can't even have vegetables is go away. Run run in the other direction. <laughs> like um, so, whether you, you also eat meat, you definitely need vegetables. Dip to toe into the world of keto. Yeah. So not well. Actually, I do remember buying weird Atkins bars. Like I never went fully into the Atkins protocol, but but I knew lots of people that did it. That was a big part of I don't know. That was probably the late '90s, early aughts as well when that was really popular. Um, but it was someone selling a ridiculous amount of product, right? They branded their own stuff. Um, my experience with keto is more recent. Um, I start, well, actually it goes back a ways, like about 20 years ago, I was diagnosed with PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, um, which is very common among women. Um, and there, there are a number of different forms of PCOS, like manifestations, the one that I had uh, was insulin resistant P, uh, PCOS. So ultimately it affects, um, yeah, the way your body regulates the intake of sugar and carbohydrate and the insulin, uh, response that happens in your body. And there's lots of negative, um, long-term health effects with insulin resistance. If you can't process and regulate your blood sugar levels. So when I went to a dietitian a number of years ago, um, we talked about, I think, I can't remember if I had turned 40 yet, but it was around that time where you're just like, you are you seem, you know, feel like you're starting to just gain weight for no reason. And, I'm calling it gains. Right? Yeah. So I knew, <laughs> I knew gains. It, was, it was not muscle gains. Like, I mean, I was enough of sort of a lifter and stuff to be like, I don't think it can just be that. I wished it was. But um, so because of 
sort of my, yes, kind of slow weight gain over the years that seemed to be probably fat gain, not muscle gain, combined with this PCOS diagnosis, um, the dietitian kind of recommended not full keto, but it was definitely, you know, restricting your carbohydrates to no more than 15 grams per meal. So that's, I mean, that's not much, right? Like 15 grams of carbs is like... If you can see my face, I'm falling off the chair. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a nightmare to Hannah right now. I, mean, I probably... I think like one rice cake, I think one rice cake is probably around 16 or 18 grams of carbs. So just a so rice So you were cake. eating 45, 50 grams of carbs a day? Yeah. So basically over the course of six or seven small meals, like yeah, you're Versus not getting me, more Versus me, you than... probably eat 250 exactly. plus a day. So yeah, so I didn't go full keto, but that was her recommendation, was just restricting carbs. And the idea behind it was to uh, maintain a good level of insulin response, so not have insulin spikes, um, to increase any insulin resistance in the body. And, and it was fine. My body actually, I mean, I didn't really lose any weight that I recall in that time, but there were no adverse effects to that. It was just like, okay, that was a slightly carb-restricted diet. Full keto is no more than like 15 grams of carbs all day. <sighs> like it's, it's, it's below Brutal. like 5% of your entire calorie intake comes from carbs. And the rest of it, it's like, like in true keto, you're talking like 85% fat, 10% carb or 10% protein, 5% carb. So like, that's a crazy uh, it's really hard to maintain. And the only thing I would say, like you kind of alluded to this earlier, unless there's medical reasons, yeah. because keto does have remarkable like science-backed research related to disease reversal mm-hmm. and prevention. I mean, that's but the really, that like, is like, that is why it's extreme. It's if like, anybody oh, came to me for cancer. Yeah. I was like, like I, I, I want to do keto. My first question is why? Why? Yeah. And there's got to be like, disease, if there's a we'll talk. genuine reason where it's like, well, I have this going on. I've spoken to my doctor. It's like, okay, if it's because I heard it was a good thing to right. lose weight, I'm going to be like, here's why I'm not right. going to go down that path. Because also I want to ask you is, uh, I remember at the time, like we were training together regularly and like I would come in fueled up. We would do a workout. You would have had your 500 calories. I would eat some more, like take an hour off. Eat, I would eat some yeah, more. We'd yeah, do yeah. another workout and you would just be consuming fat. And like, or I would, so tra- I would train fasted, deal, like, right? Like I would yeah. extend so my fast in the morning. Your body, then, yeah. the rapid energy your body can use comes from carbs. Yeah. And if you've got lots of carbs in your system and your glycogen levels are all like stocked up, you've got, and you're, you're doing exercise that requires big power output. Yeah then if you're loaded with glycogen, you're good to go. Yeah. If you are, so if I eat like a piece of fruit before I go work out, then I've got some ready to go fuel. Yeah. If I eat sugar before I go work out, jam on toast. Right. I'm good to go. If I ate anything, it was probably like if a I eat with nut butter, a bunch of fat. Sure. Fat has the highest amount of energy per mm-hmm. gram. However, Due to how our bodies process protein, fats, and carbs and turn them into energy, the fat is not going to be available to me for a period of time. So if I'm doing some kind of endurance event, like long distance running, 
probably never going to see me do that. Then it's good for me to be fat adapted so that when I run out of my glycogen stores, then my body can be like, okay, cool. We can like tap into the fat. Yeah. Let's like, let's get some energy going. We're fine. Cause the demand is not like now, now, now. Yeah. If I'm hurling a barbell around in a gym, the demand for energy is now, now, now. So if I'm super duper low carb intake and I'm just relying on fat for my energy, then all I've got to rely on if I work out in the morning is whatever I ate the night before, which has now had time to go through the system, turn itself into accessible energy forms. But if I eat just fat, then go work out. That's not going to serve me yeah, any kind of absolutely. good whatsoever. So I'm intrigued to ask you, I mean, you're not like crossfitting sort of full time as your exercise anymore, but when you do, how do you feel now that you have a lot more carbs in your diet? <laughs> well, the short answer is I feel great <laughs> because I mean, I remember those times where, um, yeah, I was, I was much, much lower carb. Like I think probably I was around like 80 grams total in a day. Um, so not super low, but definitely not high. So not, not enough to really replenish a lot of glycogen stores, things like that. Um, and when I would train in the morning, I generally train fasted. If I had had something to eat, it might've been, yeah, like nut butter or something like that, something high fat. Right. Um, and I would probably be good for like a 15 to 20 minute CrossFit workout. But if it went much longer than that, I would just, like, I was dragging. I remember one time when I we was did, dragging. like, a 30 was, minute or if, something. If it was 12 minutes, I could I could still be fine. And I literally but, um, saw the moment where yeah. <laughs> it was probably, like, like, I'm done. 15 minutes in. <laughs> and I saw the moment where she literally, like, glazed over mm-hmm. and just tried to survive. Yeah. Which was funny because also Saturday workouts, I mean, CrossFit, you know, our Saturday workouts used to be, they're generally long chippers, which are, like, my favorite kinds of workouts. Um, but yeah, it definitely, I mean, it absolutely negatively affected my performance in the gym. Like I didn't feel great about that. Um, cause it's true when you're slinging a barbell around quickly, you need all that. Like I could, I could do fasted workouts with low carb intake and do just weightlifting, right? Like just slow sets of whatever, um, kind of reps, but yeah, anytime you want to move quickly, it, it just wasn't working. Um, I mean, you mentioned endurance athletes, and that's actually the only, um, I guess, sport or athletic endeavor where I feel like fat adaptation works really well. Like ultra marathoners, um, I get that. Like Mark Mark Sisson, who's like the big keto reset diet guy, right? Like that's another person who's making a lot of money off of these diets. Um, but he his own athletic journey is uh, he did do CrossFit. I think there's like CrossFit in his journey, but really it's like endurance athletics that he um, was into. And when you get your body to a point where it can get at those fat stores, it's usually because you're doing a low level activity for a really aerobic long period activity. of time. Yeah, exactly. There's a big difference between your anaerobic and yeah. your aerobic energy needs. And um, in 15 minutes, you're not getting, that's not aerobic, <laughs> like in that sense. No. You go quickly into that. So... I mean, I, I think we should quickly just say that like the reason that carbs get a bad rep is that your storage form of carbs for every like you, you store like water with carbs. When you store glycogen yeah. in your body, you also store it with water. So if you're loaded up with lots of great glycogen, 
you've got water in your body too. Carbs so if loaded. anybody has ever <laughs> yeah. cut carbs drastically and in the first two to three days of your new diet, you've suddenly seen the scale weight plummet. You're losing water. You peed it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you peed it out. And if you were to suddenly eat some carbs again, you'll start to store the water again. Mm-hmm. It's not like body fat or anything. You just peed it out. Um, so keto, not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for I some mean, people, I, it's a yeah. very good thing. It is an essential yeah. thing. And for certain medical conditions, it can be a healing thing. Yeah, yeah it absolutely can. But be. if you're just jumping on it because it's a trend, yeah. maybe ask yourself why. Like what... What are you trying to achieve with your diet? What are you trying to achieve in your like exercise and your sport? Yeah. Is this necessarily going to be the most supportive thing for you? Absolutely. Because that's ultimately, I mean, yeah, if I want to feel good in the gym doing the kinds of things I want to do, uh, keto was not making me feel at my best at all. So the last one I want to touch on is the juice cleanse. Oh, and the first cleanses. time, like, I feel like juice cleanses really became oh, super popular. Yeah. Beyonce followed the master cleanse when she was losing weight for the movie Dreamgirls. And oh, the God, master that's, cleanse that's right. involved drinking water with lemon, maple syrup, and cayenne. I remember that. The, the cayenne was like the updated version of the thermogenic. Yeah. And the maple syrup was like... Here's a few calories to so you keep don't die. you going so you don't die. And then lemon juice, was it something about like alkalizing your body? Yeah. Or So first up, I want to say that like I love a good juice. Like I'm not talking orange juice here. Like there we have a nice like grocery a store that makes green like juice. Yeah, yeah, green fresh, juices with juice. like kale and cucumber and some lemon and some ginger. I pay through the nose for they are delicious. those juices. Bougie juices are delicious. However, when you, like, we're going to talk about orange juice because that's a more, like, universally thing here. Like, if you think about, if you've ever actually had someone press you a freshly squeezed orange glass of orange juice, how many oranges did it take to achieve that glass of juice? Way too many. Many, many oranges. Yeah. If you were to actually sit down and try to consume by that eating oranges, oranges yeah. <laughs> enough oranges to give you that glass of juice, good luck. I don't think you could do it. No. Now, when you but you'd be getting a lot of good things like fiber and when you <laughs> eat a piece of fruit or a vegetable, you are ingesting some sugars. Yes, fruit is sweet because it has fructose, which is a sugar. However, it also has fiber, which completely changes the way the insulin response. You do not get the same crash as you would do if you ate your Twinkies, right? Fruit is good. So yes, it is far better that you drink a glass of orange juice than a glass of Coca-Cola because orange juice has some vitamins and some minerals and it's natural. It's not... Yeah. Comes with better a bunch of ingredient lists that's terrible. However, <laughs> when you squeeze this delightful sugar water away from its fibrous casing, <laughs> and then you drink the equivalent of, I don't even know how many oranges it takes to make a glass. Six, I mean, a six, eight, like a ten? 16 ounce juice that you'd get at a juice bar is probably, yeah, I mean, it's probably dozens of pieces, full pieces of fruits or vegetables to make that that small container of juice. So you are drinking 
It's sugar all, water. A lot of sugar. Straight up sugar water. And yes, it is better than Coke. I will say that a million times. But it is sugar water. Yeah. And when you go on a juice cleanse for sometimes multiples of days, you are getting no protein. And protein isn't just like some people go protein just you just for your muscles for the gains. Yeah. Protein actually is required to support your immune system. Absolutely. So it's kind of ironic that if you're drinking orange juice, you'd be like, vitamin C, I got this. While your immune system's like, but I've got nothing to work with. (laughs) You're getting zero fat, which is required for hormonal health. Well, and and, and to absorb certain vitamins, right? Mm -hmm. There there was a juice bar here in Santa Barbara. Fat-soluble vitamins. I can't remember... I can't remember which one it was. I, I liked it because, uh, first of all, they, they served all their juices in glass bottles that you could return and recycle. Um, but yeah, they actually, all of their bougie juices had a, a tablespoon of flaxseed oil in every single one. Because, right, like we think of all the vitamins and minerals we get, vitamin D is a huge one that is fat soluble. Mm-hmm. So like if you're taking that without any fat in your diet or, or consumed with that, your body's not even going to absorb it properly. So yeah, juice cleanses. So juice cleanses are very trendy. And, and yeah. yeah, it feels like when I've had a freshly squeezed green juice, I'm like, I'm the queen of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you get but it. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that alone is not giving my body everything that it needs. It's kind of like I'm going back to the car analogy. You get your car and you're putting the finest, most expensive gas you can in the right. tank. Like, I got this. But, but you forgot no to oil. put oil in the yep. car. Right? <laughs> exactly. And you forgot to put coolant yeah. in yeah. the car. Guess what? The car is not going to work. Yeah. It's just not. And as much as it's kind of crude to refer, like, refer, like a, compare a human body with a car, sometimes, like, I think we just need to make it simple and do that oh yeah i i I, you wouldn't do that to your car i think it's a great analogy right because your car can absolutely function without like windshield washer fluid Mm -hmm. right you can go especially here in santa barbara you don't need that but maybe there's like a day or two a year where you do and then you're like oh yeah my my my, i could use that in my car um but you're absolutely right i mean the the few things that are absolutely needed each and every day uh juice cleanse is not not going to get you there no there's a reason though we identify like proteins fats and carbs we use them all for different reasons and there's different qualities of them and yes the goal is always to get the best quality depending on who you are where you're at in life your medical conditions what your goals are in terms of any sporting achievements The ratio of protein, fats, and carbs you require will be different. It still does not take away from the fact that you need them all. Yeah. Vegetables are not bad. No. Lean meats, fish, healthy sources of protein, vegan sources of protein, that's required too. Fat is not your enemy. Some, yes, trans fats go away. But like healthy fats, (laughs) you need them. You need all of them. I'm on my soapbox. You are. You are. It's great. No, I'm like legit. You can handle out a lecture. But only because it's like, if I had known what I know now, yeah, then my God, I could have saved myself some heartache and I could have saved myself some health. Well, I mean, that that's what all this is, right? I mean, this is even you and I talking about all this stuff is, is because we have been 
on this journey with our bodies for our whole lives and the stuff that we know now absolutely i mean if i had i wonder what i would be like had i come to all of this knowledge and yeah, this kind of understanding and appreciation of my body back in my early 20s. And when you... I'd like to think I'd be superhuman by When now. you clean up <laughs> your diet, I just did a, a nutrition program with a group at the gym. When you clean up your diet and you like get a good balance of foods that are actual foods that your body can actually do something with, you feel freaking awesome. Yeah. And you know what? I would rather have five extra pounds of weight on me and feel amazing yeah. than to be like... Skinny fat, like one of our crazy diets would get me and feel like absolute ass. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, and that's absolutely what any, like a good nutrition coach would tell you when you say, I think I should be doing this. I think I should be doing this. The question is, well, what do you want to actually do in your daily life? And is this going to make you feel great when you do it? So, I mean, when, when there are, I'm sure you've had this happen where if you have a client who is a really serious CrossFitter or someone who wants to compete, right? I mean, for them, I can imagine feeling great while they're training mm-hmm. is probably much more important than what they look like when they look in the mirror, right? With their shirt off or something. Oh, heck yeah. Um, and like, that's their when goal, you feel great, compete, when you feel great, gonna, like even if you're yeah. not a pro, like when you feel great, you, you want to move more, yeah. right? And then when yeah. you move more, and you you lift more or you just do more stuff with your kids whatever it is the knock-on effect is that you start to look better exactly and like this nutrition program i just mentioned that i ran with a group we did 30 days of clean eating i gave them a list of foods it was not restrictive in a crazy way like we we gave up a couple of things like alcohol and dairy but like pretty much like no tracking eat whatever the heck you like and between like nine people there was almost 60 pounds of weight loss and people going i feel freaking amazing right and they and and they weren't trying to lose and they weren't trying to lose weight i was like don't even think this is not some diet to lose weight this is like let's focus on feeling really good and then when we feel good we'll want to do the other things and that will then achieve the looking good eventually, but let's, let's not even worry about that. And voila, what do you know? Yeah. Cause I think also, I mean, we, we've mentioned this a couple times too, of like what your goals are, like just feeling good can be the goal, right? You yeah. don't, it, even, you don't have to want the, Oh, I'll look good eventually even, right? Like that doesn't even have to be a part of it. If just getting to a point where it's like, wow, what I'm consuming every day just lets me do the things I want to do. And, helps me feel amazing it's like right now i'm probably eating in a little tiny bit of a surplus but i am lifting heavier than i've ever lifted i feel freaking amazing and for one of the first times in my entire life i wouldn't go as far as saying like i don't care what i'd look like because i think that would be a lot but my focus is not on what do i look like my focus is on Firstly, I feel freaking great. Yeah. And secondly, <laughs> I'm doing things that are genuinely surprising me and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's exactly I mean, I feel like that's that's been a common thread in these episodes is it comes down to like what you can do, right? What your body is capable of. And now and we just have to figure out how to translate what we know enough as forty year olds. Right. To people who are twenty. So you don't waste twenty years trying to figure it out. Right, I mean, I... Then we'll be millionaires overnight, just like the Spence person you were talking, billionaires. Exactly, exactly. we'll solve the world's problems. We need need to just put our name on something, like uh, (laughs) brand brand one of these these diets. I could be a doctor. uh, Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, anyway, you guys, <laughs> we have, it's actually, this, uh, this is probably like the least planned episode so far. It's my favorite. Um, but we I, have I been like talking for a while. I while you just read to me and I react to them. And I feel like Pinot Noir always, always helps the flow of that the That is chat. true. This is also the first one we've, we've done with wine. So... Thank you again for listening. Really appreciate it. I hope that there was some entertainment, some value, some interesting knowledge in this one. And please share because I think in there, I mean, I'm biased, but I think we had some some good stuff to learn. <laughs> I, I know I've got some learning to do. I'm going to go look up a couple things we talked about because I want to learn some more. But and let's, we're going to all go buy blue glasses. Yeah, blue, blue glasses. Lens glasses. <laughs> let's grow this thing. Let's get the word out. Let's share some good knowledge and let's have a good time doing it. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next time for episode five.